Welcome to Healthy, Wealthy, and Grateful with your hosts, Coach Dave, Heather, and James, where we provide you with the tools and entertainment to bring clarity, balance, focus, and butterflies to your everyday life. Welcome back to Healthy, Wealthy, and Grateful. We got Coach David, Heather Andrew, who doesn't have her camera on, and myself, James Johnson. And welcome back. Hey, morning. How was your weekend, guys? And I don't see you, Heather, so there's something wrong with your camera. Uh, my weekend was uneventful. I just did a lot of housework and thing, th things around the house uh, dealing with all that stuff. So, uh, not, not, not that much fun. I was able to get in uh, a hike and I was able to get in um, two strength training workouts, but that's about it. What about you, James? Yeah, so I, you know, it's been a, a hot summer and quite a bit of crazy stuff going on. As a matter of fact, um, I've got a roommate that I've had for, you know, like two years or something like that. And right now he's got fourth stage cancer. Oh, no. And um, he's going through some really, really rough times. And, you know, it makes you, it makes you appreciate you know your life even more when you see somebody going through stuff like that because literally overnight it can all change for you right we, we talk about how, how important our health is until you really don't have any understanding about how important it is until you don't have it anymore and um you know it started off with him he went he went in the hospital and you know from a, a really serious migraine and that was on a friday that was back in I don't know, May or something like that. And he went in on a Friday and they admitted him and they did brain surgery on him on Monday. Oh, really? Yeah, because he had, he had a tumor in his head. He had a tumor in his chest. So they did that brain surgery and then it's been a huge frustration for him over that period of time because they took a piece of his brain. I mean, so he, he doesn't remember as much. He's not as quick. I, I tease him. He wasn't that quick before, <laughs> but now it's even easier to pick on him, you know, but yeah, I, I, I'm very empathetic. <laughs> so, <Clearly. laughs> yeah, so, so then, then he went in for uh, radiation and, and chemo, you know, on, on his, on the chest portion. And then, Throughout that process, they found a, a, another tumor in his back, and then and then it progressed to a couple weeks later to two more tumors in his back, Ugh. and so now those those tumors that are in his back have actually put so much pressure on the, on his nerves there that he's literally in excruciating pain. So he's back in the hospital as of Saturday. So I I tell you that. Every time I'm able to get out and go go do something, remember my rule: live like you're gonna die tomorrow, and plan like you'll live forever because you just might. Right. Uh, every time I get that opportunity, I do it because you just never know. You know, you, you you literally you wake up one day, you got an incredible headache, and the next thing you know, you're on your way out. So I, I, that is crazy. I, yeah, I mean, yeah. Wow. Heather, what's what's going on in your life? 
Well, um, let's see. So we had a garden tour. Over 100 gardeners came um, recently in my yard. So there was a lot of prep work to get ready for that. And uh, the Master Gardeners of Central Pennsylvania, which I'm a part of, we sold 300 native plants at my sale um, at the house. So that was really exciting. So it supports that local organization and their work. Um, let's see. Where, I, those, where do those plants come from? They come out of your garden or, or people donate great, them? Or? Great question. So we typically do a major native plant sale here every year. And those plants do come out of our garden, but because we're a part of the state organization. We weren't allowed to do that this year. So we did multiple rounds of what we call gardens to go, where we did dig up plants out of our yard and donate them. It was an unbelievable deal. You got eight plants for $5, which is ludicrous. You can't really get, yeah, insane. Um, but this was actually what we call starts or uh, starter plants, uh, where it is uh, a friend of mine grows tens of thousands of seeds for local organizations of our native plants. So uh, they're plugs essentially. And um, so you have to pay a little more attention to them, give them a little more water, baby them a little bit, but because they're babies and they uh, tend to go do really, really well in terms of adapting. So um, I've bought some at some of our, you know, internal sales, and uh, those plants for the most part are doing great. Um, so now we're back into hot, hot, hot in the summertime. So um, the garden is really busy with not only hosting a lot of pollinators, but just uh, a lot of harvesting at the moment. So um, my busy has been, um, you know, doing a lot of local presentations uh, regarding that to business groups um, charitable organizations. I did a classroom full of cuties last week um, on monarchs and their whole life cycle and the migration. Of course, uh, they were seven to nine-year-olds, so the most fun thing they did was check out the monarch caterpillar poop. That was like the highlight of the day. Um, so, you know, it's, uh, but it was really, really fun to have done a presentation and then quiz them at the end, like, tell me what you learned. And everybody was coming back with, I learned this and I know this now. And like, okay, well, it's your job now to go home and teach somebody else. If you can teach somebody else what you learned, then you know it. So that was really fun. So that's been, uh, that's been my summer so far. Um, I have another garden tour this week of a garden in North Carolina that I've designed. So it's on a tour. So I'm going down to answer questions and so forth. So I'm looking forward to that. Dave was was telling me a little bit about you know the fact that he had to drop his son off to school for the first day today, and he was telling about. I said, "Well, is that the first day ever?" And he says, "No, no." He says, "It's the sixth grade." I said, and he says, "But I got a great story about the first day of school ever." So, <laughs> oh, okay, let's hear it, Dave. That story, Dave. All right. So the first day of school, uh, they bring all the parents back, you know, and all these parents. They, they haven't been away from these kids, you know, for years and years and years, you know, they're like six years old. So they bring them all back and there's like 40, 45 parents there. And, you know, probably half of them are just openly crying and, you know, like my baby's first day of school, blah, blah, blah. 
And so, okay, the door opens and they go, all right, kids, inside. So the kids all go in the classroom and the door closes and really loudly I go, all right, guys, let's go for some pancakes. And like all these people are like wiping away tears from their face and they turn and they look over at me as if I've got a horn sticking out of my head. And they're like, what is wrong? And I'm just like, come on guys i mean we've seen them for six years they need to be in school it's okay you know and and people walk away and they're you know this and that and i i just i'm laughing because it's hilarious right so anyway my favorite first day of school story is actually a friend of my parents who their the grandparents picked up the child on the first day of school and they're like so how was your first day and the kid burst into tears and he they're like oh no what's wrong and they're like they said i made bad choices and i don't know what that means <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you know first day of schools it's an interesting what you remember right like you know a good story clearly sticks in your brain so, right. I, for one, am very happy to be past all of that. <laughs> yeah. No, I it's, mean, it's 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 good and bad. I mean, there's there's plenty of like painful things in there, you know, like all that PTA, and I was involved with PTA for a few years and here and there. And I mean, it's fun, but it's also painful because you know, this is. You're dealing with humans. So, you know, you're dealing with humans. Yes. It's never straightforward. It's not as straightforward as it ever should be. And, um, you know, it tends to be, and I see this in groups that I work in, that the majority of the work falls on a few people and, you know, everybody else is just sort of hanging around. So that's the other piece is, is that, you know, volunteers are um, always in short supply and, you know, um, it's usually a very dedicated group that's doing the majority of the legwork. And then there's always critics, right? So, you know, despite not, how good you do. Doing anything, but, right. but they'll complain about it, I can assure you. <laughs> managers, uh, you, know, you, you reminded me of, my son was in Montessori all the way up to eighth grade. And the Boy Scouts came in and wanted us to start a, a pack and Boy Scouts was like the highlight of my life, you know, as a child. And so I volunteered to be the pack master. And, and oh, that's a mistake. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> so, so there, there's a lot of things that you have to do. You have to go through training and, and all of this other kind of stuff. And, and there was two of us, literally two of us, that was that were doing like 95 percent of the work. And so after like the sixth or seventh meeting, I finally just came in and, and I, I, I had all these pieces of paper written out and then there were like um, popcorn sales and, and this, that, and another thing on the, on these pieces of paper. And I went around the room and I said, okay, all the parents were in the room. I said, okay, pick something, pick something out of the hat, right? They all picked something out of the hat. They got, I think it was a card that I put on a three by five card. <laughs> I said, okay, this is pretty simple. That's your job now. And if you don't like it, you can trade with someone else inside of the group. 
I says, because we're no longer going to be running this. Well, shortly after that, the pack went defunct because nobody was willing to actually do it. But I wasn't going to give up my entire life, you know, on the fact that I became these people's babysitters. So this wasn't going to happen. Well, and I think, I think that's part of the challenge, you know, um, in some of the organizations that I'm involved in, I'm the only working person in the group. And so, you know, um, very difficult for people to understand that you just don't have unlimited time. And I recently ran into that where it was presented to me like, oh, we want to offer you a job. Okay, great. You know what I mean? Like, explain to me what it is you want me to do. And it was basically like a full-time job. But what they wanted me to do was to do it for volunteer hours. And I was like, do you understand that if you hired somebody to do everything you've just said, that's an eighty to ninety thousand dollar a year job minimum, right? Minimum, and so I I do think too when you're asking people to do things, you know you you've got to be cognizant of what they have the ability you know they're to, to dedicate their time to. But James, I agree with you. I mean, so much of you know when people can do things outside of their normal job in life is how organized they actually are. And you're a former military, so you're very organized. So this probably wasn't a huge deal to add this additional responsibility into your day. But for a lot of people, um, it, 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 it comes very challenging because they don't manage their time well. Why sure. I just managed it for them. <laughs> I, I love this strategy. I'm actually going to try that because I'm on a committee where it's the same issue. It's like, oh, we want to do all these things. But then when I say, okay, now we're going to do them, they're like, yeah, I don't have time for that. It's like, okay, then we're not doing them. That's how this is going to work. I, I can't take this all on by myself. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's challenging because I think people want the – they like the idea of being involved, um, but when it actually comes down to doing the work, you know, they're not interested. So it's it's very, very, very challenging. But I would I say that, that that statement that you made there is true about a lot of things because I get that with the, the career I'm in. You know, people head in and they're like, I want to be, you know, healthy and fit and I want, you know, six pack abs and a great ass and blah, 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 blah. And I go, okay, well, you know, here's how long it's going to take based on where you are. And this is the amount of effort that I expect from you. And then it's, uh, you know, like, you know, two out of, you know, and are like, oh, yeah, let's go. And they hop in and they do great and they lose the weight and they get the ass and blah, 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 blah. And eight out of ten kind of look at me like, oh, so there's work involved. Hmm. Yeah, it's not really my strong area. You know, and it's like, well, did you think it would magically happen? Like, it, like you're just going to, you know, drop 50 pounds and grow a great ass, like, you know, in four weeks? Like, yeah. Doesn't happen. Yeah. Where's that program? Hi. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, Heather, I've got one for you. <laughs> Only problem is it's fifty grand because I'm not dealing with anyone's BS anymore. So fifty grand, and I'll, I'll four weeks. Here it is. Yeah. No, Dave, <laughs> you're you're a hundred percent right, and I think you know when you think about why can't you get things done, I think it comes down to things that military people are very familiar with, which is discipline 
and exercise is discipline, right? It and, is. Um, you know, I, I've read some great books recently that certainly suggest that, you know, if you're going to incorporate a new task into your routine, you, you need a routine, you need a ritual. And so, you know, having that ritual of, I'm going to get out of bed and my tennis shoes are right by the bed, or I'm going to get out of bed and, you know, my yoga mat is right by the bed or whatever it takes for you that it makes it ritualized, that it is part of your day. And I, I will say I am usually way more disciplined about working out every single day, but it's garden season. <laughs> right, right, right. So, I am out in the garden like today, probably close to two hours because it's going to be exceptionally hot. I'm traveling this week and I've got to make sure that everything has a good layer of water on it because if I leave, it's possible that, you know, I know my husband won't water while I'm gone. So, you know, but I can tell that that part of that routine that I'm out of, you know, I started back this morning, you know, like, okay, I got to get my stretch in today. So, you know, I think that's the, the part of it is that you haven't ritualized it. So it's not part of your DNA yet. Yeah. And the other thing about that is, is that when people think about creating habits, you know, everyone's heard that, oh, it takes three weeks, you know, to, to create a habit. Well, actually, that's not true. When they did studies on this and they keep doing them. What they find is on the low end, some people, like very few, are able to do it in three weeks where they do it every day and it creates a habit. But the average is 59 days. And the high end is 251 days. So, yeah. So, when folks say things like, well, I'm going to make exercise a habit. And I go, okay, well, then let's go for a walk every day. Let's do this every day. Let's do that. And small things, but small things add up. And they go, oh, well, you know, I have time for doing that like twice a week. I'm like, well, then the habit won't ever grow. It can't. It can't. So, yeah. So the, the <laughs> biggest problem that most people have as we wrap this up is, is that they never get started, okay? And so it's, I would like to, to give you a, a technique for getting started, all right? And you can call it potato chips, you can call it popcorn, you can call it whichever one it is, all right? So let's just say, for example, that you want to work out every day. That's your goal. I want to work out. I want to work out two hours a day every day. I'm going to have six pack in three months, et cetera, all right? Well, my suggestion to you is, is that you make it a goal to put on your workout clothes. Yes. Okay, just put on your workout clothes. And right. so if, if, you, if you do, like Heather said, you put your workout clothes next to the bed with your shoes, then you get out of bed and you put them on. Now, now once you have your workout clothes on, let's just do one push-up, okay? Just one push-up. See, because if you get down to do one push-up, it's like, it's a pretty good chance you could do two or three or four. It's kind of like eating a piece of popcorn. Like, can you eat one piece of popcorn or can you eat one potato chip? Is that even possible? I mean, it's just not possible. You open up the bag and then you want to start eating some more, right? That's the same way with the workout or anything else that you want to do. You want to make it so simple that you can at least accomplish that. And then the key is once you get in motion, 
stay in motion. Yep. So, so you know, you both you both alluded to that as like once we get going, we can go ahead and run with it. So, we're, listen, we're healthy, wealthy, and grateful. We'll talk more about that when we come back. And you know, thank you for listening to Coach Dave, Heather, Andrew, and myself, James Johnson. And remember to live like you're going to die tomorrow and plan like you're going to live forever because you just might. Keep smiling and we'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to Healthy, Wealthy, and Grateful. Be sure to join our Facebook group. Remember, live like you are going to die tomorrow and plan like you are going to live forever. You just might. And don't forget to stop and smell the flowers along the way.